0: Редактор Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова Welcome to Solomon's Knot, finding truth and wisdom in an age of information. Today we have a special guest, Derek Bartlow from Warrior.Camp, joining the show to talk about an important topic surrounding identity and truth from the vantage point of biblical manhood. This is especially important with Father's Day coming up and some of the issues being felt in our culture today. Please continue to follow our show and look out for a unique two-part episode which hosts a student of computer science that was previously interviewed in her Voices segment, In it, we discuss issues of artificial intelligence, bridging the human technological singularity, and its varying ethical and moral dimensions from a Christian worldview. You won't want to miss this. Now, without further delay, let's get to our show. I'm joined with my friend Derek, who I met actually a few years ago at the refuel conference in Thomas Rhodes Baptist Church in in Lynchburg, which is next to Liberty University. So that was a pretty cool experience. I remember that year was like a pretty big deal. I was at the sovereign foundations of what ultimately would would turn into youth ministry and everything else um so yeah it was pretty pretty incredible and then you know you really stuck out because like i had seen you at the young adult conference i remember i think you were the cafe area and then i i wound up striking a conversation with you and uh you just started talking to me about warrior camp and like write a passage for for men and identity and all these things that were just like, okay, we wound up talking afterwards. And and then uh, I think we had dinner that night. That conversation was very spirit-breathed. And um, I've even seen, like, I think even promises that you even spoke over me happening in this season of my life now. So I thought that was super super cool Uh, so yeah just can you tell us a little bit about yourself and just kind of catch people up because the reasons i thought about you wasn't just because of the you know the warrior camp and how cool that was but it was literally i thought that you were one of the most articulate and intellectual people i'd met in a long time and so that's why i wanted to kind of have you on to talk about truth and identity and some of the things affecting the culture
1: well i hope i don't disappoint with an intro like that
0: (laughs) you've had two doctorate level phd professors of apologetics come on the show so it's some pretty big shoes to no no
1: pressure yeah wow okay yeah (laughs) hey let's you know ride or die right (laughs) i
0: like it i like it yeah so just you know tell us a little bit about yourself catch us up what you've been doing and
1: We'll just kind of get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, sweet. Well, yeah, first of all, thanks so much, man, for having me on. It's an honor. I'm excited for this. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm from Idaho. Uh, I consider it kind of the pride of the Northwest. We got the Alps of the Northwest here. And through kind of a crazy saga, God opened up a door for me to go to Liberty. And you know, I grew up in public school. With, I don't think there's any mediocre Christians. You're either like white hot for Christ or you're not. And for me, God used kind of the the experience of my faith coming under attack in the public school to catalyze inside of me an awareness of the need to be able to know what do I believe, why do I believe it? And I had I'd better be able to defend this. Sometimes you know those doubts start knocking on the doors of your heart and mind mm-hmm. and you start to ask like, well, is what my mom and dad taught me, what I learned at VBS, my youth pastor, is all that mm-hmm. stuff true? Or am I now sitting under someone that's enlightened and they know more than everybody else in my life? And should I listen to them? You know, have I been wrong all this time? So sometimes those doubts come knocking and they put us in a position. We were just talking about this last night, actually, at our apologetics and game night. How do we deal with doubt? What do we do when doubt comes knocking? And I think there's at least two responses. Number one, we can just kind of let it ride and it'll, like the movie Venom, it'll get its tentacles into our heart and mind and it'll just corrupt and distort and warp and malign and ultimately destroy our faith if we let it fester and grow unchallenged that's option number one and some people do that but we're not without recourse there is a second option thank you jesus there's a second option Uh, and that is we basically like roll up our sleeves and we do our homework we do our research we investigate we get curious we grapple with the doubt we put it on the table we don't bury it in the closet or hide under a rug we actually deal with it and we ask hard questions like is this doubt true or is the Bible true? Is is human opinion true or is God mm-hmm. true? And that takes work. That takes some spiritual sweat, some intellectual sweat. It's it's the heavy lifting of yeah. our Christian life Well, we're not in third grade VBS anymore. This mm-hmm. is like when we step into the gym and we start to do that two or three hundred pound bench spiritually. It And some people are like, you know what? I tap out. I give up. I'm, I can't do that. I believe they can do that, but they just don't want to because it's not easy. Chesterton has this brilliant quote where he said, Christianity has not been tried and found wanting, hmm. which is like the fancy word of lacking. It hasn't been tried and found wanting. It's hmm. been found difficult and left untried. And I think hmm. that is so descriptive of how people interact with, again, the spiritual 200-pound bench of our relationship with God and hmm. how do we deal with that. The fact is, is every doubt that I've ever uh, had that's that I've had to grapple with or yeah. deal with, I haven't been disappointed when I have found the truth. And the truth, 100% of the time, has echoed what God has said in his word and, and what the truth of the Christian faith is. I've never been disappointed. And yeah. we have nothing to fear from inquiry, from scrutiny, from dealing with doubts. The problem is if we don't deal with the doubts. That's when our yeah. faith gets jacked up. But if yeah. we if we have the courage and we're willing to put in the sweat, which that's the big if I think for a lot of us and grapple with doubt and let that be a catalyst for our faith to grow because the faith that endures the crucible actually comes out stronger. Dealing with doubt is a way to give your faith, a spiritual six pack. And I found that over and over and over and God's truth never disappoints. It always comes out the Victor. And I found that dealing with a lot of this, I should doubt my doubts and not doubt my God. Yeah. And there's this spoken word guy on YouTube. And he said, before you doubt your God doubt your doubts. And I'm like, Hey, I wish I said that. That's we'll awesome. have to get
0: that. We'll have to get that info for the show notes. Um, but yeah, no. I this is this is exactly the conversation points i wanted to have and as I, I didn't know until recently that you had like an apologetics and game night it sounds very interesting um i might have you talk about that in a little bit uh but you yeah. mentioned a few things obviously by what standard is this truth true and so we see this in the culture a lot you know when we actually confront people and challenge people on their beliefs whether at a suppositional or presuppositional level essentially what are your core underlying beliefs what is the foundation For your truth claims and worldview, whether you're talking about issues of injustice, whether you're talking about issues of morality or ethics or gender or whatever issue is confronting the culture, it has to come up against a burden of truth and evidence to support those claims. And what you'll discover, I think, is either one leans into natural law and its various moral and objective ethical components, or it comes up against a supernatural or existential something that's transcendent that. Has to rely on truth that is seen and unseen. And what's interesting is when the unseen matches the seen, that's when you actually have a basis of truth. When your experience actually matches a standard of truth that is both objective, empirical, historically verifiable, and it's sufficient, that actually is more evidence to suggest, well, hey, there's truth here. And so I know that you have a ministry where you work with young people or young men and you go around and different churches and different communities so look, college students if you're listening to this and want internship opportunities just throwing this out there but uh but essentially Thanks. can you unpack a little bit of about warrior camp yeah. and kind of the foundations of that and where that came from and what what you're doing now with it and where you want to go
1: yeah well that could easily turn into a five-part series but i'll try to keep it short and sweet <laughs> i know um, we only yeah. have so
0: much time here
1: <laughs> yeah that's right yeah good question uh so yeah if anybody wants to check us out you can do so at warrior.camp forget the.com just warrior.camp and actually you mentioned our Demographic, you hit the nail on the head, and at the same time, I was talking to a friend recently about why should like anybody that has graduated from high school all of a sudden miss out on camp? Like just because you're 19, mm. you hate camp now? Um, <laughs> it's like yeah. no, like I I think there's something for young adults. For people in their college, maybe grad school and career, maybe even like, you know, people in their twenties, thirties, forties, that they still need a camp like experience that is customized for them and where they're at in life. And actually there was a business that went on shark tank with that idea. And I think they're killing it right now. So anyway, Mm. I am passionate to expand warrior camp to a a larger demographic. We've done that some of that already, but I want to do more of that, but yeah, warrior camp, our motto is Epic games, biblical masculinity and awesome God. The Mm. shortest way to describe it is like Braveheart plus the Bible. Uh, but but fewer fatalities we're passionate to reignite the flame of the lost greatness of biblical manhood in the way god intended Mm -hmm. Uh, i think a lot of this cultural conversation about gender identity and what has become kind of a buzzword of toxic masculinity i think all of that calls for a renewed inspired view and and vision Mm -hmm. for biblical manhood as the way god Uh intended it we also see you know toxicity and destruction uh, regardless of gender as well it's not unique to men and at the same time like our visions for the solution different i said what happens when there there's a villain it calls for the superhero the the wolf calls for a lion to use simple language the bad guy demands the need for a good guy to step on the scene and to look that villain square in the eye and say i'm meeting you where you're at you don't get one inch i'm going to combat your evil with truth and justice and goodness Mm -hmm. and you don't get to bring your destruction any further i'm, I'm meeting you toe to toe and it's it's you and me because the mm. wolf will respect nothing other nothing less than the lion mm. because the wolf has to respect the lion Because he'll be defeated by him. That's the only way. And it should crystallize our awareness, culturally, Mm, of the need to whatever area of influence it has. And so, anyway.
0: Uh, Again, can you unpack what Warrior Camp is? Like, how does that fit into the the worldview, the cultural context, some of the issues that we're talking about? Just combating lies with truth. Sure. Yeah, can you break that down a little bit?
1: One of our more popular formats for Warrior Camp is a day camp. We start at 10 a.m., we go till 9 p.m., we come up with the most epic or messy or unforgettable games we can because we want to honor God with fun. We don't play duck duck goose at Warrior Camp.
0: I'm thinking like LARP meets a tough mutter and Dude. like that's that's what I'm thinking I'm thinking like <laughs> like, you know, everyone dresses up as knights, but like yeah. the Murph guns and like water balloon fights and then like there's some scripture and some biblical context littered throughout all of it. So you're really feeling like you're gaining something theologically. Yeah. But yeah, Dude, have you, give have us you an, been an example. Is
1: that, is I have like been, like, been. Like, been. I have been. I saw like the standing pictures. Standing <laughs> on the sidelines. And you've been there
0: before. <laughs> I've seen There's the videos. I've seen the videos. Like, uh, <laughs> give us like give an example like a module that you do that a lot of the, a lot of the kids like or a lot of the uh, even the uh, young adults like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we invented a game we call Kingdom Under Fire. Every team has about mm-hmm. maybe 40 or 50 of the biggest cardboard boxes we can get our hands on. <laughs> They they build a castle out of their cardboard boxes, we we give them about maybe 10 to 20 minutes to do that, and then both teams will retreat behind a firing line. We equip them with water balloon launchers, a couple hundred water balloons, all the hoses and and plumbing that they need. Then we blow the go horn, and it's like full out assault on the castle. The first team to basically destroy the castle wins. Our goal at Warrior Camp is to leverage the, the power and the magic of fun for God's glory, for the gospel, for biblical masculinity, for that which honors God to impact Mm -hmm. this generation Mm -hmm. and show that being a Christian doesn't mean that you're bored, that God is boring, that you just have to sit in a chair like a Mm schoolboy with your hands folded and your bow tie starched. We don't just give them permission to have fun at warrior camp. We tell them be loud. And we set the table for them to have like the best day of their lives. That's our goal. That's our passion. Again, we want to honor God on purpose with the epic level of our games. If there's a lot of spectator factor in a game, we don't do it. We want everybody actively involved. And we want this to be something that'll be in their hearts and minds an experience. that will be unforgettable for, for years. And that all of that will come together. will come to a head and be a part of this epic experience in which God did something. God spoke to their hearts and minds. It's amazing how a camper will listen to you share about biblical masculinity, share about Jesus, share about God and how awesome he is, if you can have fun with him. And if they know that you can have fun with him, and if yeah. you've just been like having the best day ever with them, and they'll listen to you when you talk about Jesus and talk about the word yeah. and you've earned the right. And so pivoting over to our God time, which we call our rallies, sometimes in our final rally at the end of the day, which is like the something we kind of build up to as the grand finale. We did a warrior camp last fall, and we're talking about David and Goliath but we wanted to put like a deeper truth into that not just your cookie cutter david glass story we wanted to go deeper with that so we actually brought out a davidic hand sling that was the same style of, of the kind that david used we showed that to the campers and there is a massive learning curve for the davidic style hand sling but there's these bedouin shepherd boys in israel today that can like knock pop cans down like a sniper with precision level accuracy from i think about 50 i want to say about 50 yards and david would have had that kind of skill being out the sheep being the guardian the protector and being an expert with the sling and it's cool how god used that skill that you know the world might look at that and be like oh that's a secular skill that that has nothing to do with god has nothing to do with being a a boy or a young man after god's own heart but i'd be like there's not this sacred secular divide in god's eyes god takes david's talent his skill his passion his experience his past his backstory his experience as a shepherd and look what he does he drops the enemy giant in his track and look what god can do and so we showed the davidic hand sling we talked about David and Goliath. The campers got to build slingshots, which is a tight connection between our game program and our God time. And they all got to take home a slingshot, which they build. And we do battle games with that. We do capture the Flag, Team Slayer, all these epic games that weave that in. And at the very end, we had a special fire ceremony right after our final rally. And all the campers get to go outside. We had this big fire ring set up. We encouraged the campers to write down on a piece of paper something that is coming between them and God. It could be a sin. It could be a struggle. It could be a fear. Maybe God's leading them to do something outside their comfort zone and, and calling out the young man in them. And so they write that down on a, on a piece of paper, and we dumped the gas on this fire ring. We lit that sucker up, and it just roared, and it was awesome. And then we invited the campers to chuck that piece of paper into the fire, symbolizing something very true and very powerful that God is infinitely bigger. And that which tries to separate us from him bigger than our sin bigger than our struggle bigger than our fear over what he's calling us into and that is a symbol of god's power over that which either makes us afraid to to be boys after his own heart or that which is trying to separate us from him whether so that's it has gone and god is bigger that really i think grabbed the, the attention of the boys hearts and minds praise god for that that's like
0: a reverse burning man that's like it's yeah. uh <laughs> i like it yeah, you mentioned before that there's like this nighting ceremony you do yeah like a rite of passage kind of can you explain that a little bit more
1: yeah so we actually just did that about three weeks ago at another warrior camp event this was a graduation celebration with the local christian school a lot of family by a lot of parents there for our uh for one of our rallies with the uh, boys and their families we did a knighthood ceremony i got to give a shout out a man of god named robert day lewis who wrote the book raising a modern day knight i recommend mm-hmm. it to everybody especially if there's any dads in the mix or uh, or you know a dad that has a, a boy that this would be oh so we we set the t- Table, we defined what knighthood meant historically how there's a graduation from squire through these different processes and, and growth and maturity on up to a knight and what that means when you are dubbed as a knight mm-hmm. the, the symbolism behind that the history the medieval mm-hmm. symbolism behind that we set the table explained all of that and then we had a scottish claymore there which is a replica of william wallace's sword from the movie That's braveheart cool. Cool. Uh, and Claymores are beasts. They are not like a short gladius or something like that. They are they are monster swords. They have a leathered grip above the hilt, so you can get extra leverage. That they're they're, mm-hmm. they're monster swords. We invited one boy at a time to come down to kneel, and we really want to encourage dads to be the one that would knight their son, mm-hmm. that would dub their son. And a lot of dads did this, and it was, it just is one of them. that's it, so it identity
0: defining. Like that is such a that's a moment they're never gonna forget. For their whole life, you know, like there's grown men that had never gotten anything like that before from their dads. And I was even thinking, I'm like, should I be interviewing Derek? Because it doesn't seem like it fits within the segment. I realized, dude, we got Father's Day coming up dude and yeah. i know maybe some college kids are going to listen to this like i know i have friends and colleagues i don't know who's listening i know i know i'm getting some downloads so i, I know that uh but uh, kind of shifting gears here and that's really cool we'll get you links to the resources the book we'll drop in the show notes if people want to get that as we're moving along we talked about this before if anyone's ever read john eldridge's books uh, he wrote wild at heart i'm actually listening Love to it. one right now that is more for women pico wrote it with his wife it's called captivating he wrote fathered by god these are just for within the context of christianity or men issues john eldridge said and he quotes this i'm not sure what book it's in but he says it was men who stopped slavery it was men who ran up the stairs in the twin towers to rescue people it was men who gave up their seats on the lifeboats of the titanic men are made to take risks and to live passionately on behalf of others Uh, and i just think we lose that so much in the culture Um, he also said this and i'm not sure what book it isn't either but he says it takes great courage to be vulnerable it takes enormous strength to be a real woman and here's the thing just going on college campuses to the campus ministers are out there they're you know whether you're engaging with young men when the conversation turns to some of those core identifying things you basically want to find inroads in to present the gospel message i'll give you a, a, a scripture reference here this is in first john chapter 2 verse 12 i am writing to you little children because their sins are forgiven for his name's sake i'm writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning and then he says i'm writing to you young men because you have overcome the evil one and he repeats it again and he obviously there, it's almost like the order is like so why does it go from children to fathers and then young men and i've heard sermons on this and and really essentially it is is that young people it's like you still have a chance if you don't get it in your youth if you don't stick with it when you're young the truth why you believe what you believe how you're going to actually live in this world that seems to be turning more and more against truth against historical institutions that promoted marriage promoted strong families in you know masculinity and in biblical femininity as young people we still have a chance to fight the good fight how would you equip local church pastors the campus minister students that are going out and trying to get the gospel what would you say to them not just from the standpoint of the identity piece also from the standpoint of this is what we're experiencing in the culture from your vantage point
1: yeah that's that's a rich question um one area i'm passionate about is uh people of faith reclaiming the arts i think christians used to be on the cutting edge of all things that were artistically great Mm. um you can you can think of the sistine chapel medieval architecture we still travel by the millions to visit these masterpieces of architecture all throughout europe you look at some of the greatest paintings in history of bible scenes that have incredible gravitas and so i think that's an area where I don't know exactly when it happened, if it was, I, I'm guessing it was gradual, but I don't know who told us that Christians should forfeit the area of the art, that Christians should look at Hollywood and not touch it with the proverbial 10-foot pole, and now we're reaping that whirlwind, but I think we're gradually starting to realize, like, uh, that was a mistake, and I think we're starting mm. to make some creative inroads. You look at uh, the movie Run, Hide, Fight by Daily Wire, you can look at... The
0: Chosen series, uh, exactly. there's, yeah, That's I mean, even just example. in music, I mean, yeah, you know, you have Bethel, of have Hillsong, yeah. they're they're culturally Christian bands in the sense that they're tied back to the church of Jesus yeah. Christ. And so, yeah, like there's substantial, substantial inroads into the, into the culture. Absolutely. But I want to take a second to talk about a special opportunity being offered through forcampus.org and its partners. We just recently released a training series hosting evangelists in diverse fields. We unpack biblical and practical ways that you can reach students with the truth of the gospel, including starting conversation points utilized by campus. Campus ministers, even through forecampus.org. Everything in this ministry is available open source, freely, and easily accessible through our website. Now, let's continue with the program. Getting down to the student, you said you went to Liberty, been involved with church ministries and parachurch ministries. What advice do you have for young ministers and maybe even the local church since you've been engaging with some of these communities? Can you explain a little bit how Warrior Camp partners with the churches and ministers to equip them and feed into the community?
1: Yeah, so Warrior Camp is passionate to partner with the local church. We're not here to replace them. We want to reinforce and amplify them. So I usually will collaborate with someone at the church and we'll ask them like that they've indicated interest in booking Warrior Camp and having us partner with them. And so they'll share maybe their top three dates and I'll rally with my team. We'll find a date that we have in common. And we love to incorporate leaders at the church into the team on event day. We Mm would love dads to get involved. Dads that are, Mm -hmm. you know, the the fathers of those sons that go to that church. We want them to come to Warrior Camp with their boy. Because there is nobody that can do follow-up. And by the way, follow-up is the black hole of camp ministry. It's really hard to do. Mm. And it's the easiest thing to not do. Because when the Mm. campers come home, you know, camp's over. They come off this spiritual high. And then they get home and their dad says, oh, by the way, mow the lawn. Mm. And now they're coming off this big camp high. And then it's easy to emotionally. go from
0: knight to slave real quick. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, and so we want to fill that black hole of ministry by getting dads involved, and and nobody can do follow up like mom and dad, spiritually speaking, and in every way. So that's one way that we want to amplify what God does at Warrior Camp. We want that to have longevity. And sustainability in the local church we want leaders that are like maybe the kids pastors or the youth pastors team we yeah. want those leaders to be a part of the warrior camp team on event day and we try to do that on purpose uh again for the purposes of follow-up so that's one way that we want to amplify the kids pastor i'll also ask you know the kids pastor or if it's a youth pastor do you have a, a spiritual theme that you've been speaking on lately over the yeah, last so we can weeks?
0: incorporate that exactly. yeah, that's smart.
1: and we want to we want to incorporate that into warrior camp sometimes yeah. they say you know what just go hog wild and and do what god (laughs) leads you to do at warrior camp you know do the just take them take the kids (laughs) yeah yeah you just just be you and do warrior camp however god leads you and and we do that as well with the kids pastor or youth pastor like to come and be there with the kids we want that bonding experience to happen with them as well because guess what they stay at the church after we pack up the trailer and hit the road and again Mm -hmm. we want to be very proactive about follow-up on purpose and so uh, we've tried to implement some of those things you know ally with the kids pastor and and kind of add some extra NOS to their engine, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And also just equip them at this last warrior camp we did last fall, we did something kind of new. We bundled the warrior camp experience with this epic book of devotions for families. That was geared mm-hmm. for keeping the kids attention not mm-hmm. letting family devotions get boring we don't want them to be something that mom and dad dread and the kids are like you know checking their phone like we don't want that we want mm-hmm. this to be something that is unforgettable it's it's active with a dynamic biblical spiritual parallel to it and so these devotions like they're mm-hmm. pretty awesome they, they involve activities they involve <laughs> all kinds of different stuff and again that goes along with the follow-up
0: and this is something i, I want you to be aware of I, I probably should have talked about this beforehand but there may be students listening to this podcast because i i meet students like on the campus i have no idea what their backgrounds are like they're usually pretty honest if they're like yeah i grew up going to the church but i don't yeah. really go anymore or like you know some of them there's different levels sure. sometimes i meet atheists but to contextualize for a wider audience because that might be beneficial to people that are already churched yeah. Or people that are in that space, you know, understanding that there may be people listening to this podcast that might not have a lot of background in the church. They may not even get involved in your ministry, but they're just like, look, I'm struggling with issues in the culture i'm trying to make sense of it as a student as someone who's young what advice or encouragement do you have for the next generation even those people that are searching for truth yeah. searching for understanding and it seems that you know the christian worldview or the church or the bible has been like this long-standing source where people go to feel something maybe a sense of community but it also seems to be this place where like maybe deep down you're like okay there's probably truth there but i don't know if i'm willing to commit to that what advice would you have to those people how would you be able to equip them in that process what resources would you provide as well yeah that's
1: a good question uh it kind of makes me wonder Mm -hmm. what were the you know the 12 disciples like before they met jesus you know um if anybody's Mm -hmm heard of chosen or, or wonder that question or maybe they don't there's people in your audience that they don't read the bible a lot that's totally fine i but i see jesus engaging people that weren't the religious elite of his day yeah. the, the disillusioned teenager that doesn't know what to do with his life besides maybe just try mm. to you know not be homeless and mm. and default on their student loan debt i just think that there's there's probably some parallels today, maybe more parallels than we normally walk around thinking about between mm. the disillusionment and the confusion the spiritual appetite for some truth for some something that's spiritually meaningful and fulfilling but not wanting it to be like a rigid structured religion and mm. i would say if that's you you will find open arms with jesus himself mm. i think jesus is it blows my mind how he's able to engage the fishermen that you know didn't make the the cut so mm. it was constitutes yeah, yeah tax collector sinners exactly exactly like the, the whole range of society yeah. there's something for everybody within jesus inner circle and it's like man he knows the truth he's the son of god but he's, he's
0: counter like like why is it that the the modern dissident the modern rebel yeah is praised in, in a weird kind of broken way. And it's like, look, if you want an example of somebody that went against the grain in the most oh, scandalous but profound ways yes. perfectly, I mean, because me, I want to follow an example of someone that's doing things right yeah. and unapologetic about why he's doing them. And it's interesting when we look at all these figures, right his brother Martin Luther King or notable athletes or celebrities are taking hard stances on things and we applaud them. And it's like, well, where did they? get that from yeah that theme that common expression is even felt by jesus yeah. who was angry towards institutions of their time that were doing things unjustly mm-hmm. and he was trying to reset them back to what was true and good right. and, and righteous which was his word right and so yeah if we want to know who jesus is we search his word and it's not like a textbook it's not right. something you just you know pick up just to answer a couple little questions or, or to get some background on a few things it's it's so much more than that right. it's a handbook on who you are where you came from and what your ultimate purpose and identity is and who jesus is yeah he loved us so much that he didn't want us to guess mm, he gave yeah. us an example front and center and what's interesting is we can actually spend a lifetime studying the word and the truth and, and what jesus did i mean there's whole scholars out there that devote tons and tons of research and accolades and degrees and all these things and are still barely scratching the surface that's how profound that yeah. is and so where do we meet them in the middle um what resources advice maybe scripture references references from books and i mentioned a few would you give to students uh, young people even in your program with warrior camp what are some of the things and themes that kind of ring out the most that you see consistently in your program in your ministry
1: that's a good question i something you said reminded me of uh, again of chesterton i know we've been quoting chesterton a lot gk Chesterton. yeah yeah so he wrote a book also called orthodoxy that might be something that uh, is relevant okay. um, now that was kind of written more for the modernist I still think it has some brilliant insights today. The Universe Next Door, a basic uh, worldview catalog. This can really help us conceptualize the different worldviews that that compete for allegiance by James Sire. How Now Shall We Live by the late Chuck Colson. Beyond Opinion is another one. Can man live without God? I want to talk to the, the college students and the grad students right now or anybody that might be in a similar situation in life where your faith is coming under attack. There is a ministry that wants to encourage you to love on you walk with you through this part of your story and it is called trinity it's spelled like the word trinity but with a c at the end so t-r-i-n-i-c-y and if you want to check them out online trinity.org we'll, we'll post a link in the show notes and also prager you i highly recommend prager you they yeah. definitely are presenting truth in a accessible way through video and i really mm-hmm. love not only their content but their form how they do it and we need to be excellent at both the, the content. Content which deals with truth and the form which deals with the method of delivery and i love how they just are passionate for both but yeah trinity.org t-r-i-n-i-c-y.org they have videos there resources there hope encouragement and mentorship options as well at that website so and they're on social media as well on instagram which is how i got connected with them so nice um Mm you know i think of some more i can text you those links to add to the podcast yeah yeah.
0: i mean we'll, we'll try to get we'll try to get some of the key titles in there i mean like i've had book recommendations from interviewers. That you know, you're talking about eight, nine books, man. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put like the top three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, just in case but uh, i really appreciate you having on the show you know how can people follow your ministry or even to get involved guys look if you're a college student you need some internship opportunities definitely consider warrior camp even if you just want to partner with them maybe your church is looking to reach out to your young adult pastor think about maybe reaching out to derek i'm sure you can even recommend ways that you can you know incorporate similar programs within your church but um yeah what would you say to people who want to get involved in your ministry
1: yeah good question so you can check us out online at warrior.camp like i Mentioned before, you can forget the dot com, just warrior.camp. Uh, we're also on Instagram at warriorcamp1 with the number one, not the word one. So, warriorcamp1, all one word, no spaces. What else? We also, Warrior Camp also has a little brother that is in the innovation in design at uh, Epic Toys, Epic Gaming Gear. We make the best compact Nerf Flow Guns on the planet that'll do 100 feet per second. Yeah,
0: I've seen those videos. So, yeah, you probably saw some of those. <laughs> those are really crazy, man. <laughs>
1: uh, I, love, I love building cool stuff, man. That's like uh, another yeah. passion. Right now, we have a team of like one or two guys that help us out with the cad the 3d printing side because nice, we're, we're making nice. new uh innovation and developments i love to collaborate and connect so that's it unleash yeah, epic man. if you want to uh, check us out on instagram unleash.epic. and we're also on facebook at unleash epic as well and we have an etsy store and stuff too so
0: i love i love derek's story because you know like i said i met i met this guy at a conference that was really about reigniting our faith Mm -hmm. and that was such a key moment uh in, in the season that i was in that was really impactful and amazing um but look i met a guy that literally has a passion and like wants to still preserve that childlike faith to do ministry both as an entrepreneur as an innovator in a neat way that's that's for building up young men probably the most important Issues in our culture that doesn't get talked about, healthy masculinity, fatherhood. We have fatherless generation, and that's all kinds of issues for the culture, you know, systemic poverty, addiction, incarceration rates, brokenness in the homes, leadership, moral failures. And this happens within the church, unfortunately. But these issues could easily be addressed if there was an outlet in your local church, in a college campus. And so I think that the Christian church, if you want to look at radical countercultural movement of people that expresses their truth and their ways out of love. Christian love is to lay down your lives for one's friends that is biblical it is to love your enemies and to consider others better than yourselves it is to give more to go an extra mile these are not things that came out of a vacuum they were championed by the christianity and so i think that we just need to tell the story and maybe a great way to tell the story is through warrior camp Mm -hmm. and through the ministry of biblical masculinity so i want to thank you derek for showing up uh it was incredible definitely have to have you come back again and maybe you can demo out some of the, the cool innovations that you're doing there for sure and unfortunately this issue i don't see it going away i see men's yeah. issues uh, identity issues coming back so we'll, we'll have you come back on there but awesome, i yeah. appreciate it man we'll let you go hopefully uh engaging with you in the future so thanks very much for your time and we'll check you out uh, on warrior camp hopefully in a church or in a college campus near you thank you so, so much awesome. man
1: it's a joy keep up the great work
0: all right great Thank you again for tuning in to Solomon's Knot, a podcast production of ForCampus.org. For answers to some of the most significant issues impacting the culture, make sure to check out the questions page at ForCampus.org questions. And don't forget, make sure to tune in next week for a special two-part episode on AI and bridging the singularity, including key discussions on the ethics and morals of both implementing technology, its dimensions, and impact for future generations of society. Lastly, if you've been listening for a while and want to Join the show as a guest, please reach out through our website at forcampus.org/contact and mention Solomon's Not Podcast in your email. We hope you enjoy this message and please make sure to share it with those who are seeking truth and wisdom in your immediate sphere of influence. See you next time.